Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Couch Critics. I'm your host, Easton Moore. And today I have two guests, or I guess a co-host and a guest today. Trevor, as a usual guest, pretty much going to co-host at this point. The practical co-host. Yep, the practical co-host is with us. And I have a new guest this week in Adam Knapp. Hello. Um, So Adam uh, is first time on, so I think we're just going to do the normal interview question. Um, So what are just some of your your favorite movies? Um, You know, I, I watch a lot of movies <laughs> and I, I just love so many of them um when someone asks what my favorite movie is i usually say the best of times it was a um comedy 1986 um it's largely forgotten now but it's got kurt russell and robin williams and it's about it's about a small town it's about high school football it's um is just got a lot of charm and I think that's probably my my favorite movie to this day just because it's you know it's mine does that make sense sure. yeah. yeah um you know uh, the blues brothers is right up yes. there uh <laughs> and I, I know a lot of people adore that movie too um I'd, lo- I'd love to do a podcast on the blues brothers someday that's <laughs> that's um uh, you know it's it's a musical. It's a comedy. It's it's action. It's, it had the most expensive car wreck, right? At the time, <laughs> yeah. It, it's crime. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it, so yeah. it's Chicago. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely worth a look. Um, now they tried to do a sequel, Blues Brothers two thousand, and um, you know, not a hit. <laughs> no, no, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> and they waited too long to do a sequel. Um, you know, I, I, of course, Caddyshack is right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm, I don't know if you guys are aware we have a relative that was an extra in that movie. Yes, yeah, I think so. Really, tell Uncle that, Brad. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah, in a bunch that. of scenes. Um, I really, really love anything done by the Cohen brothers or Wes Anderson. Okay. Um, yeah. The Royal Tenenbaums is right up there with my favorites. Um, and I, I've, I've seen every movie that Wes Anderson has done and the Coen brothers. And um, Last year, I actually kept track of how many movies I watched. Sure. Um, and I think it was 137, okay. something like that, which is uh, probably the most I've ever I've yeah. ever watched in one year. But, but uh you know, I tried to watch as many as I could. I wrote yeah. them all down. I watched a lot of the old classics like uh, Sunset Boulevard. Which yes, is so good. So good. So good. And the musical is fine. No, I like <laughs> the musical too. But <laughs> Sunset Boulevard? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a it's a Broadway musical. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, watched um, Lawrence of Arabia for the first time. Um, watched Gone with the Wind for the first time. Rewatched Casablanca, which I'd seen, but... Um, we'll always have Paris. Well, <laughs> man, you, I, I, Trevor got 
really into movies. Those old think, ones, um, yeah. Right around college, right? Yep. Treasure yeah. of the Sierra Madre, those uh, yeah. Queen uh, Queen of the Nile, I think it was called. Hmm. Those old Humphrey Mo- Humphrey Bogart movies, right? Yeah. yeah. So I really, I really came to appreciate those old um, black and whites. Yeah. Because um, especially Sunset Set Boulevard, and I, I know there's more out there, but um, we even watched a few from. Um, like the twenties and thirties, yeah, I've seen so, a few. So I've, I've, uh, I would say, in particular these last few years, I've really, um, I write screenplays kind of as a hobby, and yeah, I've kind of done a lot of studying of as far as um, what goes into it and the the story structure and sure and those sorts of things. So, um, and you recently won an award for best horror screenplay. Right, uh, in the past couple of years, yeah, yeah, um, that was at the Austin Revolution Film Festival, which which is the only festival I entered it in. Um, well, to to win <laughs> the yeah, only one you enter yeah. in, yeah, yeah. I think I've written um, four, and I'm about to finish a fifth. Um, yeah, um, I'm 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 just trying to get better. Yeah, yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah, and that was I was going to lead into that um, with you've been in uh, you've you're in, the only guest I've ever had that's actually been in the movie business as uh-huh. you've now had um, just letting our guests got, or our listeners kind of know about you. You've uh, been a director in two two documentaries so far, right? Right. Um, so yeah, just kind of, floor's yours. Kind of talk about how that kind of went and sure. Um, about five years ago, I decided in earnest to make a documentary out of a uh, article I'd written. I've been a journalist most of my adult life, and um, that movie ended up being out here in Kansas, which is a um, a half hour, I guess you'd call it a documentary short. Okay. Um, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I just kind of dove in, and yeah. you know, we started doing interviews, and I thought I was just going to make a movie version of this article. Um, but it turns out there was, there was a lot more to it than that. Um, and had a lot of help from um, a guy named Kenneth Lynn, who actually ended up being one of my best friends to this day. Um, and that movie did well. We, um, you know, played it all over all over the country um, in film festivals and picked up a few awards. Um, played, played a lot on college campuses. Um, anywhere from Fort Hayes to... Pittsburgh State to yeah. WSU, KU, K-State. Um, although, you know, the one place we didn't play, Trevor. Was Emporia? Emporia. <laughs> yeah, well. And I, I, I don't think we really followed up on that. But uh, but um, it, it, the college circuit thing really really ended up being a good thing for us. And so um, after that, we decided to dive into a sports documentary. Uh, God Save the Wings, which is about uh, an indoor soccer team that uh, had its heyday here in Wichita back in the 1980s. Um, most people, you guys' age, have, have had never heard of it or right. you know yeah. weren't aware of that phenomenon. But it really was a huge deal, and I didn't want history to forget it. So, um, and that one, we got on board um, three producers who, and, th- and this again, this was Kenneth Lynn and myself. Um, and they were able to help us with research and fundraising and... Because you did some travel for that one, didn't you? 
yeah, that's why I missed Easton and Tristan's wedding. Um, cause that's the day we lived, we, yeah. le- we left for Europe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just, it was, that was just, uh, um, something that most people never get to experience in their lifetime. So we were extremely fortunate to do that. And I was really happy with the, with the final product. And, um, uh, we had our, as you guys know, we had our world premiere. Yeah. Um, well, we call it a local premiere because it, you know, it was Wichita's. Uh, that was on February 22nd, and no one's seen it since <laughs> on account of the COVID. Yeah. yeah. So um, we did just get accepted into the St. Louis International Film Festival. Sweet. Which is a big one because it's an Oscar qualifier. Oh, cool. Now. Probably not going to get nominated for an Oscar, but yeah. still, just the fact that those guys are going to watch it, yeah. watch it, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and we can't go there in person on account of the COVID, so it Dang really it. makes me mad because just thinking about the people you'd meet at a festival yeah. like that would be awesome. But, Put your name out, there. For sure. but you know, we're still we're still hopeful that um, it's going to do big things. So we'll see. Yeah, there you go. I didn't get to watch the first one. Oh, okay. Although that one is on... It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, the first one is on Amazon Prime. I keep on forgetting that. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, if you type in Kansas, it usually... Pops up right away? It's one of the first ones, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I got to... See, we all went to the world premiere for um, God Save the Wings, right? I think we were there. I don't think I was oh, there. You didn't get to make I think it. I maybe had a gig or something like gotcha. that. I don't remember. You would have remembered it, man. It, yeah. was, it was really cool. It was cool. packed, wasn't it? It was packed. Yeah. And it was... Really good. Uh, so you. if if you guys do get a chance, a lot of people listen to this are from the Wichita area. I didn't even know who the Wings were. Right. So it was extremely informative. Um, it was told really well where I was intrigued the whole time. Now, I didn't know what happened, so a lot of people in the area probably knew the story. Um, but, I mean, a lot of people my age or people that weren't into indoor soccer may not have known that story. And right. It... Uh, that's why we made it. Yeah, and it, yeah. it told, a I think, a really cool story um, from a small sports team that kind of made its way up and uh, the national stage. And I had a lot of fun watching it, so it was really well done. Um, but, yeah, it, really, it, it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. And, nice. and Easton's a movie snob, so, <laughs> so I do you see know a lot that of means something. <laughs> um, so on a, on a quick side note, I yeah. did just look up on Amazon Prime's video. I just typed it out here in Kansas since the first one to yeah. come up. So yeah. there it is. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not another another out there in Kansas. Um, I, I was asking Adam right after that came out, hoping that it would be out on, you know, being able to get it on something. Because I think if it did hit... Uh, a streaming service, I think a lot of people would be, you don't have to be from Wichita to, to appreciate and like that. I think you just have to be a sports fan. And I love sports of all, you know. And so that's what made me intrigued by sure. it and, and seeing that whole story. And so I I hope it does eventually get uh, get out to something so everyone can watch it. I hope so, too. Um, we've had an awful lot of people. And keep in mind, their fan base um, pretty much was you know, probably 40 and older. Yeah. Um, so we had a lot of um, people, particularly older people ask, uh, where can I buy the DVD of yeah. this? And we hadn't, if we did, if we had sold DVDs, we probably would have done okay, but um, it's a, it's know, a big overhead. Was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a big overhead. Um, but they, they, they want it as something they can keep forever. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, 
you know, if you if you buy it on a streaming service, well, yeah. what what does that mean? It means <laughs> you can watch it now, but it may be gone in two years, you know, right? Or uh, next month. Yeah, you, you right. never know. Yeah. Um, so they want a physical copy of it, and I I can appreciate that, and um, I don't know why we couldn't do that someday. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, some at some point everyone kind of gets access to it because I didn't know that that was your only showing was that uh, we yeah, saw one. That was but it. I guess it makes sense with COVID outbreak being the next, like two weeks later. I mean, two, three weeks later. Oh, yeah. It, it hit, so. Because I think you were lined up to do a second, second showing. Yeah. April 10th, I think. Yeah, and I think yeah. that one I was going to go to and then yeah. got canceled. Yeah. yeah, the timing, really it, it, it really was a magical night because so many people had come in from, like Mike Dowler came in from Wales mm-hmm. and um, people showed up. I'm talking ex-players here. Um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do that yeah. even even two weeks later, I'm sure. You know, people yeah. Would, oh, people yeah. There's no way. Out, so yeah. I don't think we international would've... flights would not have no not have gone well. Right. And I don't think we. I think it would have been tough to fill that place up. Yeah. No, it's. I've gone back to theaters since they've opened up, and it's a ghost town. I mean, it's. Yeah. You're we looking went, at ten percent to... capacity, and they want. They, I think you're allowed forty percent, and they're barely getting ten or fifteen percent. So. We went to one. You did. You did a podcast on it. Um, unhinged. Unhinged. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it was deserted. Yeah. Yep. And we went to see Tenant opening weekend, mm-hmm. and it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was not big. There was not a lot of people in. So. Yep. Um, well, I didn't mean to to put a whole bunch of questions on you <laughs> early. That's more questions than usual for no. for a guest. But I think it's really interesting finally having somebody on. Well, maybe not finally, but being able to have someone on that's made a movie and uh i think two movies yeah and one of them that i've seen and really enjoyed and thought was really good and i'd say that as someone who watches movie not someone who's your uh <laughs> related to you by blood right. it's right. i i really liked the movie so i really appreciate that um and i don't know why i haven't seen the other one yet i, I guess i always think that it's not on a streaming service because the other one's not but uh, yeah, well, I need to I need to watch it. Well, the first one is about uh, gays in the church, mm-hmm. um, so it's it was um, a little bit of a um, controversial controversial yeah. topic, um, and we purposely made that a half hour just mm-hmm. because um, it was easy to di- easy to digest. Yeah, strong we material. Don't, yeah. We're not we're not pushing any kind of agenda. We're just telling this particular story. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, you, I'll have to. It. I'll have to watch. I don't, like I said, I don't know why I haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, I watch enough movies. I should have been able to plug in a 30-minute movie. but, And I'm even not a huge documentary fan. I'm a real hit or miss mm-hmm. with those. Some of them intrigue me, and I can watch the whole thing. And some of them, I'm like, all right. You know. Oh, so I'd I'm be... really glad that the, the God Save the Wing, it really catches you in. It doesn't feel the, like a documentary the whole time because you're watching real storylines happen. And there's a good kind of balance there that. I liked. You guys tried to do some acting gigs too in there. That was right. some good bits and, and fun to kind of keep you in. So We had a lot of fun with yeah, it. Yeah, it looked I'd, like it. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my two favorite documentaries. Um, one, one of them is called Crumb. Okay. Uh, if you ever have a chance to see that, it came out in 94. Uh, it's about a um, kind of a pop culture cartoonist named Robert Crumb. Um, really, really well done. Um, it just that's the kind of documentary that, that, that stayed with me. 
the second one just came out on Netflix a couple of years ago, and it's, it's my favorite sports documentary. It's called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. It's fantastic. Huh. It's so good. Kurt Russell's oh, in that. I did, he- I did hear about this one. Yeah, it made really big rounds in the in the sports world. You I think should until, watch it. It's I think until The Last Dance came out, that was kind of the the big sports one there for a while. Then Last Dance came out, and there yep. was that's anything anybody could talk about for about oh, a know. month in the sports world. Yeah, and The Last Dance was great too. I mean, I I yeah I was a uh, Magic Johnson. Lakers fan back then, so I I didn't really uh, you know I always thought the those Bulls teams were a little overrated. They weren't. They were very good. <laughs> they were very good. <laughs> but they made you a little mad because you know. Oh yeah, it made me a little mad. I'm like, you know, Magic won five rings. You know. Yeah, it's only um, one off, right? Kareem won six. Yeah. No one's no one's. But um, yeah, the fact that those guys sat on that footage for twenty thirty years, um of Michael Jordan and those guys is, is unbelievable. Um, and the, and their timing was obviously perfect cause that's about the time the pandemic, you know, no one was going out and, yeah. um, and, uh, yeah, it did really, really well. It was a, a cheap streaming service with ESPN. Mm-hmm. So there's is only, I think four or five bucks. So it made it pretty easy for, it was accessible. Yeah. Unlike, uh, there were a couple other streaming services that were charging like 15, so they couldn't get people in. During the uh, lockdown, but and now Netflix ended it. up with it. They do now, yeah, yeah. yeah they, that's when I started watching because I didn't, I didn't spend the five bucks on ESPN Plus. So I started watching <laughs> it when it got on Netflix. I'm not done with it, but I, I started it. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I guess we can <laughs> move on to you know actual okay. <laughs> movie uh, that we're talking about. Yeah. Um. We usually do movie news. There's still not a lot other than No Time to Die got pushed back. Yeah. Out of 2020, uh, which makes sense. I mean, Tenet did atrocious, and I don't think any big any big movie is not going to come out. I think they're just... Why is take it, the hit? Do you think that they're still going to do Wonder Woman 84 on Christmas Day, or do you think that they're going to end up pushing that, too? I think they're going to look and see what the numbers are and seeing if COVID's still... But I think it will, so I, yeah. I think it'll get pushed back. I don't think Warner Brothers can take another hit. Yeah. No, have you guys made it to the drive-in yet? Starlight? Yeah, Starlight's doing uh, a horror. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't mention it already, but yeah, for all of you Wichita people, um, Starlight Drive-In is doing uh, double feature horror movies yep. every Monday night. Um, I have some good ones on. Good ones going on. So um, they're all classics, I believe. I know. A week ago, Saturday, my son and his roommate went to see Little Shop of Horrors. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show back to back. What an excellent pairing that is! Right? They yeah. have they have a lot of good pairings. That's it's nice. a good. And they said it was packed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't on Monday nights, I would probably have done it. But I work pretty early on Tuesdays. So to, to think how to. close we came to losing that drive-in. Yeah. Kind of sends a shiver up your spine. Yeah. I'm not from Wichita, so I right. didn't know the historical, you know, significance of it, and really didn't even know about it until. I heard the news of of it pretty much being shut down, and then oh, yeah. I had I worked at a, a movie store, and a lot of people were really upset and trying to get it. Uh, I mean, petitions and and flyers and telling them to go to the shows. And yeah, there was a yep. we had bulletin boards, and bulletin boards were just filled of all the Starlight movies because we were trying to they were trying to keep it alive. And I had a lot of coworkers that grew up in Wichita and grew up 
going to movies there as a kid. So, yep. So yeah, if you're if you're a horror movie fan, there's some good classic ones if you haven't heard about it. Um, I wish I could go to some of them, um, but yeah, usually I can't. It's, right, it's a little too late. I think it starts at like six or seven, or it might be a little earlier than that. But it's a double feature, so you're there. Yeah, like well, late. it really it starts at dusk. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's as early as you can. It's it's yeah. that's tough for a Monday night, but yeah. um, I guess they're doing all right. Yeah, no, yeah. If they're having packs, you know, I wor- I wake up pretty early for work. So yeah. if I if I had my old job where I had, didn't have to go until nine, it would right. be fine. But when you have to go in at five, it makes a little bit of a difference. Right. Um. But yeah, there's a little bit of news. There wasn't a whole lot more. Um. So I guess we can go right into today's episode. So if you've read the title, you know it's Grandma's <laughs> Boy. Um. So. We're just gonna do uh, a classic here that uh, these two guys have told me to watch because uh, I guess it's one of their favorites. Yes. Um, I don't know if they watch it together, but uh, when did you guys watch Grandma's Boy or 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 find it and then fall in love with it? Just let me know. Well, I remember seeing Grandma's Boy at Blockbuster at Thirty Seventh and uh, Woodlawn. What a throwback! Yeah, and this was probably. You know, right after it came out on video, I we, we we were talking before it came out in 2006. So I remember I remember it being a thing, and I remember wanting to rent it, but for something always kept me from. <laughs> for, I think it was the fact that Alan Covert was the obviously the main character, and I recognized him from other Adam Sandler movies, mm-hmm. but um, it looked horrible and wonderful at the same time. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Um, <laughs> Fast forward a year or so, and um, I was at a friend's house. Uh, long story short, I ended up watching it by myself, and I just, I loved it. I loved it. And yeah. since then, I've, I bought it on DVD, even though I can't find the DVD at the moment. But, oh, no. Um, so how'd you watch it? Uh, we bought it. On, oh, you bought it because <laughs> Dar- Darla, my my better half, she she. She might like it more than I do. Oh. Yeah, she okay. she it really tickles her. <laughs> and um so anyway, I I've, I've introduced it to a handful of people and uh everyone everyone loves it. How about you, Trevor? I uh I remember seeing bits and pieces of it uh when I was younger. Mostly I think it was like it was probably around the time it, that uh, that happened when you got it the first time. Uh-huh. Because I remember you and then Jeff yes. and, and Dad all watched it together. I, all I remember is the adios turn nuggets part. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember how I got the title, but I was at Walmart or something one day at college. And I, I it was like the $5 bin or something like that. I was like, yes, I have to get this. And I went home and watched it through with my roommates. And it was hilarious. And that was my first like full run through watch of it, I think. Yeah, I should yeah. mention that uh, Jeff, um, my brother, your uncle, mm-hmm. um, he and I would live together at the time. Um, oh, okay. And we we watched it, and uh, Jeff really liked it. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a family favorite comedy. No I, doubt. I think uh, that's how I found out about it, because I had no idea this movie existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty young when it came out, so it I wasn't don't... really a movie for me when I was, uh, I would have been 2006. I've been ten, so not really a movie for a ten year old. Right, right. I sure don't remember it being in the theater. Oh, really? No, never, never. Hmm. The the first time I saw it was a blockbuster. I don't, 
I'd be willing to bet it was never in the theater in Wichita. Yeah. It's possible. Because I think it was only it was only out for less than a month for sure. Yeah. It didn't stick well, around long. I think yeah. uh these kind of raunchy comedies didn't really last too long in, mm. in theaters. Right. Back in early two thousands. Uh, unless and, unless it does have Adam Sandler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. this was That's his correct. like production company that made it, yeah. right? But he's just not in it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Now a lot of his cohorts, right? <laughs> are Rob Schneider's got a appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, David Spade's in a scene. Yep. Yep. Um, who else? Of course, <laughs> Nick Swanson is uh, Jeff, the the man child. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely got a Sandler. Right, oh, and Alan, Alan, Alan Colvert and um, Peter Dante are in a ton of Sandler movies too. So. Right. Right. Has some other cast, but not not Adam Sandler himself. Is is this a funnier movie with Adam Sandler? Uh, I, I would say no. I yeah, think the I reason think so. I like it so I, not that I don't like Adam Sandler because I really do. He has some good but, ones. Yeah, but I feel like if he was in this, he doesn't fit the character. Yeah, at all. I don't because he would probably have to play the main guy yeah. if he was in it. Mm-hmm. And I really like the guy that they have. I, I, yeah. You said his name earlier. I can't remember yeah. it. Alan Covert. Yeah. Co- Covert. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he fits the character really well. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie because you guys were gushing over it at a, <laughs> probably a Thanksgiving or a Christmas dinner or something. Uh-huh. We were just talking about movies, and then Grandma's Boy popped up, and I said I hadn't watched it, and everyone we lost their mind. because the Yeah, because I think... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking on the couch, and I just said I didn't watch it. And I'm not the movie guy, but I watch a lot of movies. So they're like, "How have you not seen Grandma's Boy?" And I'm like, "I don't know, random well, you, 2006." You, I've been <laughs> I've been here for I'm sure over an hour, and I I still have no idea what you thought of it. Of Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Well, I guess that means I'm uh, doing a good job of keeping my opinions for the podcast, doesn't it? Um, no, I thought it was really funny. I'm not going to say it was the greatest comedy of all time, but I was. I was laughing a lot. I mean, it was um, it was really comical. I thought uh, the characters fit well. There were certain bits that were fantastic. I love the whole entire premise of a video game, being in a video game designer or testing and that whole aspect. I thought I had a good premise. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was, I wouldn't say comedic gold. Right. Like, well, like uh, maybe I some people, I but I did think it was really, really funny. Um, comedies can... are a hard one for me, though. It's it's not like I hate most of them, but most of them I think, oh, this was good. This was funny. And it's really hard for me to hit one that I'm like, this is outstanding. I think I really don't know of any hot rods, maybe the one that I'm mm. closest to getting there. But even then I'm like, but, it, you know, I, I don't know. It's just weird with comedies. That uh, there are very few that I think are like a perfect movie okay. that I would rate a five out of five. Um, maybe it's just a, I have a soft spot for dramas, I think is probably the honest thing. Dramas okay. and action movies that I think they're usually better movies than comedies. But I love comedies. I'll watch them all the time. Um and I'll repeat them and watch them over again because I like to laugh and I think a lot are really funny. But for some reason, it's weird for me that I uh, maybe I just grade them too too harshly. But I did think it was really good. It was really funny. 
I can, I can definitely see why Grandma's boy has reached a uh, kind of a cult. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it because it really has. I mean, it it didn't do well in the theaters, but uh, my gosh, the DVD sales. I think I, I think I'd read that they topped um, fifty million. Wow! And it was made for five million. Yeah. Um, that, and that sounds about right. <laughs> And I know I have personally paid for this movie time, <laughs> time and time again. Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> You're so, keeping them afloat. <laughs> but um, I think as Easton alluded to, there's there's so many moments that you're just kind of grinning. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if you're not laughing out loud, it's just um, the supporting characters they have are just money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, for me, this is what I would consider a stoner movie. You think? Uh, yeah. Well, Trevor and I were having a debate on it because okay. he thinks that uh, yeah, everyone I, has their own definition of a stoner movie. That's true. And so this movie obviously has weed in it, but it's not like the main focus. It's just a very like a prominent piece in it. It's it, I mean, it's sure. smoked a lot. I <laughs> so because my my impression of like a stoner movie is. Uh, you need to be stoned to to, to watch it. Like oh. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a stoner movie. Dude, where's my car? Is it what? Like it? It's more enjoyable to watch if you're stoned while you're watching hmm. it. Okay. And those movies, they don't even smoke weed. I don't think. I know. So that's that's, <laughs> well, that's always what I've thought of. That's huh. interesting. We watched two movies last night. Do you know what they were? I, I've dude literally no idea. And... <laughs> One was uh, Friday. Okay. With Ice Cube. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which in which they smoke a lot of weed. Sure. Uh, and the second one was Pink Floyd, The Wall, okay. which a lot of people think you have to be, you know, yeah. s- some kind of mind-altering <laughs> substance sure. to. Now, I personally saw the movie when I was 12 <laughs> in the theater, too. Uh, that, But that's nice. another story. But that's uh, th- I think those are your two definitions, stoner comedy. Movie you watch, while. get baked, yeah. and sit there and have your mind blown. Right. Um, and um, so that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But so I personally like stoner movies. I don't s- particularly smoke a lot, but I think uh, <laughs> stoner movies are hilarious. And yeah. so I, I thought everything they used with it were good bits. I didn't, I didn't think any of them were like super forced. They all felt pretty natural. Um, that's the problem I think I usually find with stoner movies where the fact that they're smoking is the comedy. Right. Oh, but yeah. they, they used uh, the weed to, to add to a already existing bit or, or whatever. And I, I think it was done well. Well, and in this movie, they had to do it a couple of times with like the, I don't remember what he calls it, but like the, the weed that makes you grow antlers. Yeah. And right. then there's the Frankenstein. Right. Like, and so you, it, it's kind of like the show Don't Tell. You know, we see the effects of it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, because they talked about that early. Like, it's yeah, funny. the grandma's yeah. getting the the antler, right? Antler weed, or when or when Dante's sitting there with the the monkeys, kind of tapping on. Him. <laughs> yeah. That's right, monkey, play, play my, my head. head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's just making me think of. Okay, so the the dumbest. Right, this is kind of a gear shift a little bit, but the the dumbest scene I think in this whole movie is right after that when. Uh, he's like, I think I have to go to the devil's house. So he goes, oh, I'm way too big to go to the devil's <laughs> house or something like that. And then the next scene is them with the monkey yeah, driving. The monkey driving. <laughs> and then they make it. And it's fun. And like I, every time I watch that, I'm like, uh-huh. 
really? But it's fine. It's yeah, just it's a, it's a stupid moment, but you know. Yeah, and the monkey's just yanking on the wheel. And, <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, you know, I was thinking when I rewatched this this afternoon, um just how many uh, scenes were not necessary to the plot. And um there's a couple, but I really actually think it's kind of a good screenplay because, okay, say say the um, the scene where Mister Mister um, Cheadle mm-hmm. take uh, he sends them all to the vegan restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you could say, well, that's that's just a, a throw. That's just an excuse to put David Spade in the movie because he's the wait- waiter. Yeah. By the way, Darla, who is a vegan. Mm-hmm. laughs her head off at that <laughs> during scene that scene every time. <laughs> so not offensive. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Um, but without that scene, they never go to uh, Tommy Burger. Right. And the party never starts. And then Yucca scene does. And the only reason they go to Grandma's uh, house is because Nick Swanson has to That's use the restroom. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he can't. Uh, <laughs> numero dos, delay. Yes. <laughs> and then this. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm ready. And it, it it leads to my favorite scene, which is the the party at Grandma's house. And I, I, what I love about it is um, that party just starts so organically. They they just show up, you know. Grandma and her friends, you know, had drinking this marijuana drink drink marijuana, marijuana tea. Marijuana tea. Yeah. Uh, you Ain't know, marijuana tea. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, not knowing what it was, you're not going to believe this, Trevor. But I might. Your mom and I, when uh-huh. we were in high school, uh-huh. um, one of us had a few friends over, uh-huh. and oh, no. then the other had a few friends over, uh-huh. and you picture Grandma and Grandpa's house. Okay, it's pictured. That place was so packed, you couldn't even go up and down the stairs. Really? It was, I swear, everybody at the high school was there, and the, you know, no, no one was drinking or... yeah. Or anything like that, but uh, it was a party, and it, it that scene kind of reminds me. Huh. Of just all these people start showing up. Nice little and, memory, yeah. And I like uh, it. yeah, Good. ask her if she remembers that. I will. <laughs> but my point being is that the scenes really do kind of they they advance the story. Yeah, definitely. And the only one I can think of that didn't really fit was the uh, the kung fu monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, <laughs> that didn't really advance the story, but but why would you want to cut that? Right, it's, or the it's lion more... doesn't really. Right, <laughs> but it's the lion has a, a payoff later when he's on the news. Yeah, I was like, it's a background thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Was... By the way, that whole aspect of getting a wild animal to keep as your pet isn't nearly as far-fetched as I thought it was <laughs> thanks thanks to Tiger King. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh That's my pretty easy, actually. Yeah. You don't right. need a license or anything. You can just buy a tiger. Um, yeah, he I, knows that a guy. Really, that really crossed my mind as I was watching it. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, like how outrageous that they would have a lion. Well, not really. We just got to have the money. Yeah. I guess back then we did uh was good business to be in. I uh, like the character of Dante we were talking about. Um, I think his introduction is great when he goes to his house and he just shows up naked. 
Yes. Yes. And I think all the characters have a good, like, everybody has very good introductions. Like, the man-child, the first time you really see him is when he goes to the house. And they're like, oh, his room is a kid's room, basically. And The first time you see JP. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's actually a note I wrote down, how, how good the introductions were. Of each character. Nice. Of each one. We're on a whole other wavelength here. I, I, I'm next level, right? Either that or I read your notebook. I guess you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the JP character. Can we talk about him? Sure. Yeah. Who was he? Who do you think he was inspired by? Ugh. Well, I mean, obviously the Matrix. That's I mean, what I was thinking too. I really, uh, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I, his design was like Matrixy, but from the Matrix. But yeah. his character was just a bipolar. Uh, prodigy that right I, I liked his character a, a lot he yeah good well it doesn't work without JP yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I picture him as like kind of a cross between Bill Gates and Marilyn Manson because <laughs> he kind of looks like Marilyn Manson yeah. there was even we were watching it there's a scene where he's riding around his apartment yes. and his face is super pale and Easton was like is he is he dead or something yeah. like that <laughs> You know, now that you think of it, it, it almost could be a, a Mark Zuckerberg. Now, this is now, not back in 2006, mm-hmm. but with Mark Zuckerberg being as big as he is and... Uh, you think he's gunning for some robot legs? Well, have you not heard the <laughs> compare... Like, he, everyone thinks he's a robot or a... Have you not heard all these what? jokes? No, because he no. oh, well, he talks so robotic or almost alien esque because he doesn't have social interaction. Well, obviously he's a lizard. Per- he's a lizard person. Yeah, exactly. So now that you talk about you know another big, you had Bill Gates in there, uh, I would say almost now it reminds me more of a Mark Zuckerberg than a, hmm. than a Bill Gates. But that could have been what they were going for as this mm-hmm. hyper you know billionaire mind guy that. Doesn't yeah. can't interact with, <laughs> with and other Facebook people. Facebook did exist. In yeah, it wasn't most anywhere. People, yeah, but as most big people as didn't was. know about it. But didn't know about the Zuck. <laughs> so here's. Oh yeah. <laughs> your uncle Jeff once had an alternate ending to this. Your brother movie. Jeff. And yes, um, and Easton, you. I think you've already declared this is the spoilers are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it. If not, we're not really spoiling. Like, no, it's no. <laughs> There's Four, not. This is a comedy. Old, right? It's and it's a comedy. There's not a whole so, lot to be spoiled. As you recall, the very last scene is where um, Dante buys an elephant, and yeah. you hear this mm-hmm. boom, 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 and everyone runs out of the house screaming, and that's credits roll. Yeah. So Jeff. The first time he heard the boom, 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 he thought maybe it was JP with his robot legs. <laughs> <laughs> like giant metal legs yes. uh, walking in to chase everybody off. And uh, I don't know. Is that better or worse? <sighs> I don't know. I like the I elephant. Think, but, yeah. but that would be that would be a good. But I also like JP's. I think JP's last scene was him being, getting beat by the grandma, right? Yes. Yeah, I also like that being the the send off because I thought that was a great yeah. ending part. <laughs> His mom had to come that, pick him up. That yes. being the determination of whether or not he made the game was <laughs> a grandma beating it. Like, I eat. will eat your flesh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I, I kind of like that being the ending of JP. Oh, sure. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, agree. I can see that being, that would be a good bit to end of, but almost le- like, should there be more? Right. Like With it doesn't the, leave a conclusion. Is JP the only character in this movie that doesn't cuss? This movie's got a lot of cussing. Oh, I don't notice that anymore. I didn't notice it. Really? Yeah. I don't notice cussing anymore. I well, really, I really noticed with watching this <laughs> afternoon. Well, because Darley likes to wear this, have the subtitles. Oh, yeah. oh okay. So you're seeing it rather than right. hearing it. I mean, the uh, well, very first word of the movie is an f bomb. Yeah. I think I do. <laughs> oh yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Stop hitting me. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, did you? We watched the unrated version. Uh huh. Did you so watch? I, I have a theory about that, but did you? Did you watch rated or unrated this last time? Whatever. Uh, there's not. See, I've got them both on the on that DVD. Um, if I remember right, there's not a lot of difference. I think the unrated might have. Nudity. There's some boobies in the unrated yeah. one. Oh, and there aren't in the rated. Well, well this, I haven't seen both. But well, this was unrated then. <laughs> here's my. Okay, so when I first got it and we watched the DVD, uh, we had two. Um, you could either pick between the rated, right. which is R, I guess, or the right. unrated version. We picked the rated version because I thought that was the one that I had seen. Uh-huh. And it still had boobies and whatever else in it. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I picked it wrong then. And so the next time we watched it, I picked what I thought was the unrated version, and it was the exact same movie. Yeah, pretty So much. I think it's like a joke. I think it, oh. like, at least on the DVD, because I've tried it like four or five different ways to see which is which. And it's like the exact same thing, basically. If there is a difference, it's very subtle. Right, right. Well, usually in an unrated, you get, that's where you get the nudity. There's usually not a lot of nudity in rated versions. Right. Um, Now this one, it would have been rated R from the language alone. Sure. Um, But usually when you have excessive nudity, that's when they, they want to slap an unrated and then do the rated without the nudity in theaters. Um, but I don't think there was a, it was a couple scenes. So it wasn't like, yeah, I don't, maybe it is a joke, but we, I only saw the unrated. So I don't, I didn't know a difference, but I wanted to make sure we we're talking about the, the same movie. I'm so. going to, I'm going to go on a limb and say it's got the most cussing in any happy Madison. It, it has yeah, to. Probably. Oh, it yeah, has probably. To. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other ones are pretty, not oh, and the ones I know are. I mean, there's cussing, but it's not anything pretty, egregious. It, pretty yeah. family friendly, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Trevor's looking at something here. I'm sorry, I'm looking up to see what the differences are between the rated and unrated oh. movie. Okay, yeah. well, I want to talk about my favorite character of. I'll, I'll say my favorite character is Jeff. I oh. thought he was gold. Um, I thought he was the funniest. Just his character from the start was just this man child that lived in his little sp- speed car that was going to get modifications to it. And, um, him but, and, but the second he shows up at work, all of a sudden he's all cocky. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Hilarious. Um, and just, uh, Alex and, and his relationship were, was good. I, I thought it was a good, yep. uh, it was probably one-sided a little bit because Alex isn't uh, in the same mental state as Jeff is. <laughs> right. But I just thought all, every bit he was in I thought was hilarious. Um, even with the, him spreading the rumors around uh, on Alex. Right. Like a best friend wouldn't do that, but he does it anyways, and that leads to a lot of comedic parts. 
Um, yeah, I I like him in a lot. I love him in Dodgeball too. The actor uh, uh-huh. Nick Swanson. So I don't remember him in Dodgeball. He was the guy that was scared of the sun. Oh, that's that's oh, Dodgeball. Yeah. Oh no no no! That's, oh, not uh, that's the Sorry, bench, warmers. bench warmers. That's yeah. what I meant to say. My bad. Yes. I was thinking bench warmers and said dodgeball. Yes. Yeah, I I love him in that movie, that is and he's funny... in a couple other yeah movies I've seen. But um, yeah, I just loved his. I I think he was a good pick for that. He's a good ridiculous character. Well, apparently he co-wrote it. Oh, too. I did not know that. And yeah, you kind of get the feeling that he you know ad libbed a lot. Um. I'd, I'd, I'd noticed this before, but I'd never really laughed at it before. When they're at Tommy Burger and <laughs> they're just messing around the parking lot mm-hmm. and uh, Jonah Hill has Nick Swanson in a headlock and he finally gets out of it and uh, he's like, not funny, <laughs> I can't breathe. And just the, how pissed he is and his, the way his face looks, it, it's no different than a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it's... And um, yeah, just he 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 guess he has that man child thing down. Yeah, but he's so cocky around JP. Yeah, don't take the red pill. <laughs> or cocky around he... him and all all around the other geeks that are you know or, or whatever you want to call them. The game testing and, and the break room. And Darla's favorite uh, part is uh, when JP's all mad and and uh, Jeff says, "Come on, JP." Don't be <laughs> mad at us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I don't. I. Oh, so funny. It is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Trevor, I have. I have deep in thought here. Sorry. No, I had a brain oh, fart. Okay. I have yeah, differences. Like he, he took a deep breath, and then we we're all just waiting. I, I, the ghost. Uh, the differences. Okay. Uh. Okay. So they're, when they're walking. From like the when they get kicked out of the apartment in the beginning, the scene in the unrated version is longer, and they talk to each other a little bit more. Uh, you see Dante's butt in the unrated version. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit longer smoking time at the party between Dante, Jonah Hill, and the the uh, the oh, I can't think but, of what. Oh, Doctor. Uh... Doctor, yeah. Uh, Shakula. Yes. Uh, and then when after, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, when Jeff, after he uh, has relations with that with the older woman, the older roommates, and right. he's talking about it the next day, and he's like, "All right, who wants to know about my STD from the silent film era or right. something like that?" That whole scene was extended. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those it's only like those three things. This movie has an Oscar winner in the what? cast. Try to guess who it is. Um, I I couldn't tell you. I want to say not, JP. It's not Alan Covert. No, it's not. It's not any of the main. It's Shirley Jones, the woman you just talked about. Oh, that, really? That hooks up with Jeff? Yeah. Um, she was the mom on the Partridge family, but um, she won Best Supporting Actress in 1961. Um, I don't know the name of the movie. Could be but, Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 1955. It was a movie I didn't recognize, but um, so I did a little research because she um, kind of name drops four people 
that she's had relations with. Famous <laughs> sure, people. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Charlie Chaplin's one. Charlie Chaplin's the first one. So um, my research shows that Charlie Chaplin was born in uh, 1889. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, when Shirley Jones was in her 20s, mm-hmm. he would have been approximately 45 years older. Okay. Than she, so she would if she was twenty, he would have been about sixty-five. Um, not not impossible, <laughs> you know, unlikely, but I love that you went through it. <laughs> well, I'm I excited to, to hear the rest. Of I it. had to know. <laughs> yeah. So Laurel and Hardy, same thing, same deal. They mm. were about Charlie Chaplin's era. Um, and then the fourth one is Don Knotts, who really wasn't. He was only like ten years older than. Sure, they were sure. kind of in the same era, so I'm surprised they dropped him in there. But uh, um, maybe it was one of those like improv things where they were like, "Just name some people," and right. she could only think of like older actors ex- until Don Knotts, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, I can throw him in there." But yeah, Charlie <laughs> Chaplin, Laurel, those guys just seem so ancient now, yeah. you know. But uh, but Charlie Chaplin lived until 1977. Wow! Uh, right in the middle of the Partridge family. So yeah. there you go. There you go. Yes, you're right. That is weird that I would research that. No, it's great. It's not weird at all. I had I'm so to glad know. you did. <laughs> but well, quite a quite a turn for her to go from an Oscar winner to this uh this wholesome TV mom to just completely raunchy. Yeah. Uh you know, she's the butt of the joke and yeah. Right. Crazy. Having sex with what was the number like eight hundred or a thousand? Three thousand. Three thousand. Oh, much more. Yeah. Did some research on this too. Oh no. Oh man. Yes. And that means that she would have had to have sex with approximately fifty men every year for um about sixty five years. I, I think. I think. Impossible. I think my mess may be shaky on that one, but. A lot of dudes over a long period of time. <laughs> well, if she's around Charlie Chaplin and that, you know, Hollywood era. Yeah. <laughs> or area. Yeah, <laughs> that's possible. You're a, you were a dirty old whore. <laughs> what do you mean were? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess what? that's kind of a plot twist, huh? Yeah, because they were all making fun of him. I mean, I thought the whole, the, the whole joke of... I'm with three crazy roommate female oh, yeah, yeah. roommates and and them finally finding out and then it turns around to he's the one that Jeff's the one that sleeps with one of the crazy old yeah. women is right and he's taking his shirt off around her and um so yeah Doris Roberts of course was the mom and Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. if you guys remember that show. Yeah. Do you remember that show? Yeah. I remember, yeah. I grew up watching it. It's on TBS. And I'm pretty sure she died couple years back really yeah yeah i don't think she's around anymore and then the third woman the one that takes all the pills uh she was on one of my favorite shows back in the day which was uh desperate housewives Hmm. so those were pre-established actresses yeah to be in to be in this (laughs) yeah (laughs) and to be in the party scene i mean they were they weren't just like characters that were in around like they that party scene was the the raunchiest of parts i mean yeah you have a lot going on and the old ladies took it up a notch that's yeah yeah 
I took a little weed to get making, in there, but making ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> like lettuce on it. Crap. <laughs> oh man. I thought the bong as the flower vase was a great. It was a nice too. touch. Yeah. Oh man. I gotta Go talk it. about it. Go the, for it. The best part for me in this movie is when he gets home. I think he's from with being with Dante, maybe. I don't remember, but he gets home uh, back and he they she doesn't have a microwave and so he puts all the food on the tray. Oh yeah. And goes put it in the oven. And then comes back and grabs it with his bare hands. It's like five seconds. Right. But it cracks me up every single and time. And he got me prepared for that moment. He was like, Oh, just wait, this is my favorite part. Yes. And I'm like, does he set the whole house on fire because he doesn't know how to use an oven? Like, what's going to happen? And it was just him burning his hands. It's so good, though. How how well do they nail the grandma's house? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Just those details mm-hmm. of the decorations and, and the food. And the grandfather clock. And the grandfather clock. Yeah. But, she, but her serving him, you know, a, a veal cutlet here. And here's some leftover spaghetti. Right. Here's a piece of wedding cake. And mm-hmm. that's such a grandma thing to do. At least, For sure. At least my well, grandma. If the, yeah. If the movie's called Grandma's Boy, you got to get the grandma right. That's right. I mean. that's they, We <laughs> got to get yeah, Doris Roberts for this. Mess that She's up. the only one that could do it. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she did do great though. Yeah, oh, yeah. she was. She was. She was really funny. Um, I didn't know how I was going to get there either at the beginning. Um, also, that beginning scene irritated me. <laughs> it was just the well, him and his roommate. Oh, and the guys just kind of <laughs> start packing their stuff up, or yeah, yeah. And you didn't like that? No, I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but having you know been a roommate before, <laughs> oh, I'm picturing myself being in that situation, paying rent. Right. For six months, and it just going to, you know, Chinese massage therapists right. to do a little extra, <laughs> and I would not be too happy. Yep. Uh, but it does lead to, I think the, the whole him sleeping with Jeff in that room was it led it led to oh yeah started yeah. the whole entire story and some really funny bits. But mm-hmm. starting right off the bat, I was like, it, it, it didn't put me in a comedic state. <laughs> it took a little bit because I was like. <laughs> Had a little PS, uh, yeah, PTSD, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, people not paying rent. I never got kicked out, but yeah. right. Um, and that's where Rob Schneider is at, isn't he? The landlord in that opening mm-hmm. bit, yeah, yeah, with a vaguely foreign accent <laughs> that you can't quite pin down, right? <laughs> um, that's here's some here's some questions for you guys. Oh, go that, for uh, it. Here we go. That kind of popped in my head this afternoon. And I think I have an answer to this first one. In in what in what part of the country were they supposed to be? I guess I always just assumed California. Yeah, that sounds right. But I, I, the only hint of this that I got was when JP invites Samantha to a, a conference at UCLA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But that's it. But that's that's California. Yeah, University of Central Los Angeles. California, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I figured it was Cal- uh, just the sunny yeah. scenes and stuff. Picture, where yeah. is Silicon Valley exactly? Is that more like uh, North California? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I'd- <laughs> I've never been to California. The most west I've been is Colorado. So That's pretty lame that we don't know where Silicon Valley <laughs> is. 
I just assume that it's just a part of Los Angeles. Well, isn't we it? are uh, mid Midwestern, so that's true. <laughs> we have the internet. That's true. Uh, which is why I figured the three thousand isn't you know outside the ballpark for <laughs> that area. Um, what was one of your next questions? Um, you said you had a few. Oh, it's in the southern San Francisco Bay Area. Let's see the. Um, um, oh, okay. Here's my number one question. Wait, this is this number two, or is this? Are we jumping back? Well, here's my here's my biggest question. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so he wants to have the TV to himself, right? Yes. So what does he do? Instead of just buying his own TV, <laughs> he buys them all. Tickets oh, to, to, the antique, to, the, to the antique yeah. road show. Well, um, it's probably not very expensive. Well, I don't know how much could it. How much could a TV monitor possibly cost? He was using that ancient. Yeah, well, and he get, he gets one later, doesn't he? Doesn't he get like a laptop or something that he plays on? I, I think toward think so. the end. No, um, my thought was, why didn't he just go to work? Oh, he slept at work. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like he could have just gone to work and used the. Oh. Yeah. That that was what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, why is he waiting for that? Like, he used to sleep at work, and that's where you do your testing is work. Mm-hmm. And that, and everyone, of course, he was trying. No, he was trying to keep it a secret, though. Remember, he thought people were going to make fun of him. No, I'm talking about the game testing because he was trying to test the game that he was doing for work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he wanted the TV is because he had to do levels oh, for levels, yeah. yeah for the right. job and write a report. Yep. Why didn't okay. he just go to work and <laughs> I mean it was a small, you know, yeah. Oh, probably overlook, but you know, it was still funny having them watch antiquing for probably what twenty All hours night, straight I think, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean it was a it was a good bit. So I didn't I overlooked it, but I was always like, why didn't she just go somewhere else? And speaking of the grandma thing, like as soon as that grandfather clock rings, that she's like half awake, and then it goes off, and she's like, oh, I gotta make some breakfast or something <laughs> like right. that. Yeah. Well, and just. The fact that they see antiquing and all of them just glued to the TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like crack. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, what, what were they watching before? They were watching something before and cooking. They were watching a cooking oh, show. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they was like, this is ridiculous. Why are you spending your time? And they changed the channel to antiquing. Or it went to antiquing. And then all of them were glued for right, 20 hours. Right. Which I grew up having to watch antiquing every once in a while. And it's. You want to gouge your eyes out. It's terrible. <laughs> but that's no. a grandma thing. I had to watch it because my grandma wanted to watch. Right. right. Not much fun for a kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I'd rather be doing what he's doing and play as a werewolf or whatever that demon thing Demonic. was. Demonic. Yeah. Yeah. Or the fighting game, which that's what he was testing. Right, right. What about the music in this movie? I, li- I, it, I don't think it's anything to like right home about it's fine it's upbeat they've they've got a couple like pop culture yeah type mm-hmm. songs that everybody knows but uh i think the score of it's it's pretty unusual yeah um i i always the, the music i'm thinking that sticks out to me the two times is the first time you see the testing floor uh-huh. when they're all in there i really like that and then the techno music with a jp bit yes yeah yeah, that works. Which you'd like if you had robot ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it fit the, the time. For sure. And that was that was about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I thought this movie was a little older than it was, but <laughs> but to me it looks it looks older than 2006, but Yeah, like it's Yeah, I thought this was more of like a late 90s movie. Yeah. And you know, it would have it would have fit right in there because they don't really rely on technology really to no, tell the No, and story. they don't rely on current times either. So mm, like right. this is a movie that you could watch now and other than the fact that they're video game testing on old TVs and stuff like that. And right. Like, that video game obviously is not the same graphics or style or anything that you would see nowadays, but mm-hmm. you know it's from... That's that's another reason why I thought it was the 90s, but that wouldn't be... That video game is still too advanced to be the 90s. Right. It's definitely... I don't know why I didn't think about that earlier, but Xbox didn't come out until like 2002 or 2003. So. Right, right. So you guys are kind of into video games, right? I am very much so. Uh, yeah, Trevor. That's why so I liked. Much. No, I am. All that. I am. Yeah. So you thought it was pretty true to life. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Now, I, it's a little un. Now, nowadays, it's a little unrealistic to just have a whole entire room of game testers. Right. I think they usually send it. Like they send them to people. Yes. And I don't think it's even like a. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a. You job, do it at home. Yeah. But it, I don't think people like make their living off of it. No, you you can. But oh, really? Yeah, but it's nothing like what um what they're doing right right it's not just playing the game like you're usually found very very rough like pre-developed stuff and you're playing that before anything's rendered but like as far as i know so it doesn't look like a complete game and you're playing it you're playing just like outlines of stuff and it's very un yeah yeah i i don't know anything about that stuff yeah and so what when it gets out to where you see it in the movie where they're playing it, you would usually put out a paid alpha. And so customers will actually pay to play the game and then they find the errors. So it's a, uh, yeah. Cause it'd be people or that like, want to play the game. And so they'll, they're willing to pay to get it, get yeah. it early. Uh, but they're willing to um, fit, find some bugs in it. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't pay a company or these guys wouldn't be doing that job. But that's now. This, you know, 2006, I don't know how game testing was back then. They probably didn't have alphas because alphas now are all digital. Like, you don't get a physical copy of it, and there was no digital back then. It was just physical copies. So so is it safe to say that being a game tester would be a dream job for a lot of men? Yeah. No, that's why it definitely fit everybody even there. Got, even though you have to put up with JP... Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like Brawl beating you. I definitely <laughs> I I definitely looked into it for a little bit, but really? I realized yeah. Cuz I mean everybody that plays games, you're like, "Oh wait, I can get paid just to play the video game before it's right. out, but it's nothing like what you want." Uh-huh. Because it's it's usually you're getting games that don't aren't fun because it's not done. And so you're just playing bugged out games that so you're not getting enjoyment out of video games anymore. Um for some people. And right. then a lot of them, I, like I watch people talk about it, and they're like, most of the time you don't get games that you even would want to play in the first place. They just send you the game to play, and you're getting paid to do it. So you'll get kids' games are big, so you'll get Princess Wonderland or whatever, and you're a 45-year-old man having to play right. Princess <laughs> Wonderland and or Disney games or whatever. Because the testers in this movie don't seem particularly happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That could be why, yeah. Right, you're, right. You're, you're having to In fact, one of them suicidal. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he he was a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, kind of a throwaway character, but yeah, just. The well, every character is is good, and yeah. Yeah. you were even like, is that Jonah Hill? Yeah, I forgot Jonah Hill was in this. Yeah. Let me watch this, and yep. he's so young. He's also oh, yeah. like, so big. Right. <laughs> he is. Mu- he's looks a lot better now. Right. So right. That was. Yeah, he was in the forty year old virgin the year before this, mm. and uh, he's only in one scene in that. Mm-hmm. So this one he got to. I tried to get Tristan to watch that movie, and we did not last long. Oh, oh, she didn't like it. She did not oh. like that movie at all. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I it's, it's I really like it. Yeah, I, I, I remember like thinking it was fun. Well. Yeah, it? it's it's um it's one of my favorite comedies just because it's uh you know, it's it's got a lot of heart. Yeah. And, yeah, um, it does. It's and not I think Grandma comedy. Grandma's Boy has a little a little heart yeah, to it. Does. It's It's like I said, I think there's a reason it's, you know, stood the test of time and Yeah. Who's the uh, what's the main girl's act? Name in this Sarah? Just, is that no? What's her? The Samantha is the Samantha. character. Okay, sorry, I, I was right. Now with she yes. played in the Scooby Doo movies yep. as um, the one with the glasses, Velma. Velma, Velma. Mm-hmm. and that's the only thing I really recognize her from. Yeah. Now with the one complaint I did have is I do think Samantha definitely would have gone with JP, but that's just me, you know. Oh really? No. Oh, <laughs> gosh dang it. <laughs> Uh, but I thought that whole bit of JB, JP want like, yeah, his his idea of trying to pick up a woman was just hilarious, right? Yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, of course the robotic part of it was really good too. But the robotic voice did not help. No, <laughs> I don't think it helped in, in a lot of things. As uh, as Alex tried to point out to him, <laughs> right? And did. Again, he was a good villain because at first he's just, you know, kind of freaky and, yeah. um, you know, people kind of snickered at him even though he was a genius. <laughs> but then um, and then you, as the movie goes on, you kind of realize that he's a real rat and he's stealing people's ideas. And, mm-hmm. and he whatever he had yeah. as a child prodigy, he's lost. Yeah. Right. And then you don't really know that you don't really think of him as a villain until really the end right other yeah, than that he's yeah. just a a funny character that uh is trying to hit on the same girl as yeah our main our protagonist so well and i think halfway through that there's a there's a moment also where he i don't the suicidal guy comes in and he says yes. yeah talks about the, the the doors and the elves yeah, yeah. and then you see, like the next scene he's telling that to Cheadle and yeah yeah, yeah. you definitely see these sly yeah and, but yeah. you i didn't think of him as a villain until he completely so stole the idea. Yeah, slobbering all over, and you whatever right. sympathy you have for oh, him. Oh, was just, completely gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he used his fake vulnerability to. Right. I don't know if he meant it to begin with, but once he saw the idea, he then decided to capitalize, and then he became the villain. Because it, he didn't know that he was making a game. So right, it wasn't preemptive that he went in thinking. I'm gonna. If you notice his eyes, though, when Alex says no one else knows about it. Yes. Oh, you could totally tell. Kind of light up, and so yeah. be careful. <laughs> and he says, "Careful's my middle name." Yeah. Actually, it's not. It's <laughs> Philip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, you I guys. Keep, I keep heavy sighing. You guys yeah. are looking at me. I don't have anything to say. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, I was. Just, if you guys had anything else you wanted to. You wanted to mention about well, about the movie. I mean, you know, there's just a lot of uh, almost every scene is is uh, 
at, at least at least kind of funny. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. The first night in Grandma's house when um, he he sleeps in the deceased roommate's room. <laughs> she freaks him out. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. Um, with the ghost voice and uh, mm-hmm. God, that's so funny. Um, I think I think the I think the characters like you said, Jeff. Who's your favorite character, by the way? Uh, Trevor. I I don't know. I think ask me later. I think Jeff, Nick Swanson, and Dante, Peter. I don't think anyone else could have played those guys. Right. And um, in the character of JP, I I think those. I think anyone else in that movie is a little bit um, expendable. Right. Right. You could, yeah, you could plug and play. You yeah, could, but, you could pick uh, another but young adult. Yeah, Peter Dante was. He didn't. Even, they didn't even change his name. <laughs> <laughs> he was born to play that role. Um, but yeah, I think Jeff's probably mine just because he is. Um, he's so funny. The dance, dance revolution thing yeah. is uh, pretty corny. But that's your favorite part, isn't it? No, no, the party. The party is oh, my right, favorite right. part. I think, but, uh, but. Man, there's 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 just a bunch of good ones, and I never get tired of watching it. Yeah, there are. You do usually. There's something in the scene um, that they're just throwing at you to kind of keep you at least chuckling along right, in the right. movie. Not For everything's sure. like laugh out loud, but it does. There's a lot of small things that lead to lead to some good moments. And yeah, some good laughter. I could have done without the whole uh, them looking at Alex's baby pictures and. It was and, a little uh, added scene. I think it was supposed to add to the ro- the romance. It yeah. was trying to have a subplot of them getting together and you want to have a feel good moment. It wasn't it's kind of a trope by now. So yeah. it wasn't really anything special, but they were just trying to throw in something to make the relationship a little more natural, I guess. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I think the party you probably could have just had the party and that'd be enough because they connected <laughs> during the party. And right. I didn't sleep together, but slept together. The, the, uh, the drunk girl singing uh, "Push It" by Salt and Pepper. Yeah, uh, how how spot on is that? Who has not seen that? Right, right. <laughs> well, I'm only 24, so I haven't. But <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I guarantee we could go somewhere right now. <laughs> well, I know a, I do know a place that we probably could because there's a karaoke place that I went to in college that. Uh, I don't think there was anyone under the age of 32 there. So, and what was that place? Uh, O'Brien's. Uh-huh. It was, it's an yeah. Irish pub. Yeah. We were the youngest people there by at least 15 years. Yeah. Because we go. lived right next door and we'd already drank, so we just wanted to walk somewhere. And they had, <laughs> and they had karaoke? Yeah, they oh, had karaoke okay. that night. That night they did. I don't know if they usually do every night or something. But I that see. day they did. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember all the songs they played because I was drinking, but... And I don't do karaoke, so I was never up there. But my friends were—I'm sure we picked songs that most of them maybe didn't know. But right, um, I'm surprised we haven't talked about the doll. <laughs> oh, it's probably the, of that. Gr- the grossest scene. But I thought was a very <laughs> funny—they just kept throwing it in there. Yeah, like they just kept the doll around and in the, the fact, beginning. Yeah, the scene, fact that he kept it. Yeah. Right. He took it to work. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the scene was gross to start out with, but funny. But. <laughs> just like, you couldn't just look when we have to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> when and the that, mom says that she he can still stay, I thought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex still has the doll and he shows it to Jeff. And uh, 
Jeff says, yes, and I can see she already has a cold sore. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know how much this was in the script. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Just, he just he just it spouts him off. Yeah. Right. He's a funny guy. Good yeah. comedies usually have the majority of it. Well, the majority of it's just, uh, you know, ad lib. Mm-hmm. Just them kind of throw jokes at each other. Um, at least I think most of the best ones do. Because you just have funny guys in them and they can just rip at each other. Forty yeah. Old Jer- Virgin was um, famous for doing that. They yeah. used a lot of film with just, yeah. just them riffing on each other. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. is another one I'm thinking of where I think most of that was just say something funny here and they Caddyshack. Caddy. Yep. Same deal. Yep. Now you've got to have a script. Well, yeah, you have to have a, <laughs> and, um, the writers did something, but right. yeah, they, they leave lines in there for you to add your own, whatever you think's best. Yeah. Right. yeah. And they may even have, I know a lot of, um, a lot of directors will have a line and then they'll be like throw in, you know, we'll take an extra couple shots and you can, you can say something that you want here or an actor will say, like, we'll skip the line and say whatever he wants. And then the director will like it and they'll, they'll use that instead. Right. I've heard that happen in a lot. Well, they'll just say, this is the line, do it. But then we might have something like if you, if you have something else, we'll t- do a couple extra. Yeah. We got the scene already, but why not? What, what you say here could be a lot funnier than we had uh, <laughs> a couple guys in a room just writing jokes. So, right. and yeah, in Nick Swornson's case, he's a professional stand-up comedian, yeah. you know. So, um, yep, yeah. I mean, we the King of Staten Island is a movie that we watched. That the main actor is just mm-hmm. a uh, two, of the, pretty much two of the main co- characters are yeah. two comedians. And I'm glad that they're. I like movies that do that. They they comedies throw in actual comedians that are used to being on stage and mm-hmm. can make their own stuff. Yeah, uh, for sure. And now, add some stuff in it. In Alan Covert's case, I I'm I, I don't think I'm going on much a limb here. I think this was his first and only movie as a leading man. Oh, really? I I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, he's you know, I'm thinking of all these comedies where he's just the oddball. Mm-hmm. You know, and little Nicky was the the roommate and um Big Daddy he was part of the gay couple with with Peter Dante. Right, and, yeah, yeah. Um, he just always kind of pops up, but uh, I suspect that's why the movie didn't do wells. Um, he going, wasn't a big name. Yeah, it in. going back to when I looked at the DVD cover and Blockbuster, and uh, you know he's right in the middle. I'm like, you're kind of like, what? <laughs> I don't think the the cover gives it uh, a good chance either. No? I love it. Wait, no, wait. if you've seen the movie, then it. Then it works. I guess that makes sense. But, but look, well, like you don't know what you're getting into. Is it animated? Is it live action? Is oh, sure, like, sure. If you could look at the back, I'm sure it has live action on it. But just if you just saw the cover, I, it almost looks like it would be like a, oh, what's that, stop motion American? Oh, jeez. Whatever that movie is, is I've never seen Team it. Team America. Yeah, Team America. Like also, the, the <laughs> South Park guys. Thing. No, it's not South. Well, they may have made they, it. Yeah, they made they it. Made they it. made the it. same creator. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it almost looks like it would be that, hmm. but it's it's not. Well, like but. I said, I, I stared at that cover uh, quite a few <laughs> quite times, a few times and, I, and I never it. rented it. Yeah. <laughs> so you so could be onto something. That may have just been a bad marketing. Now, um, just looking at the letterbox, which is what I use for everything, it has a middle of the road score of two point nine. Okay. Five. So on a scale to five. five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's above average. Usually you'd want to be 
three to five is usually where you, or three to four is like majority of movies, basically, like uh, most good movies. See, yeah, when they, we rented it on Amazon this afternoon, it was one star. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So not as uh, likable on <laughs> on that one. And I don't you you cannot find you cannot go to like Roger Ebert or one of those websites and see a review for it. I think a lot of you know the big reviewers just kind of ignored it. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, they weren't. It wasn't worthy of their time. <laughs> right. And you know, it, you kind of get the feel that even Sandler was just kind of like, "All right, you guys want to make a movie? Fine." Yeah, that's not what he's like. All the time, anyway. <laughs> that's that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But so, it's much different if he's in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, looking at it's Rotten Tomatoes. I'm surprised I didn't look at this before. Uh-huh. But Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 16, percent but an audience score of 85. So wow, that has the uh, that's the cult classic kind of thing. Is where cult classics are usually bad, not necessarily good critic reviews. But the audience it has a really good, strong audience score. So sure, sure. Uh, people liked it, and that's with twenty over two hundred thousand reviews of it too. So oh, there you go. If it only had like three hundred, then you'd be like, well, maybe just the only people that liked it reviewed it. But two hundred thousand is quite a bit. So yeah. Out here in Kansas, by the way, five stars. Hey, Woo-hoo! there you go. <laughs> I think there's probably like 12 or 13 reviews. reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Still five stars. Yeah. yeah. My favorite character is Alex, by the way. Really? Yeah. Okay. The main character? Yeah. Yeah. He's good. I yeah. I think it was a perfect cast for it. Yeah. So. And I like that it wasn't like some, it wasn't a big name actor that I'd seen a hundred times. Right. Over. Yeah. I, I agree with you that, uh, if it's got Sandler, it's just not the same. Right. It's just it's just not. Or even if it's Kevin Spacey. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. any of those big named guys, I don't I don't think it fits because he's supposed to be like a not necessarily no name, but you know an unpopular guy that just can't get, seem to get things going in right. his life. And so I think it uh and Adam Sandler always has the bit of not always like not being there a hundred percent. And right. most of his bigger movies, and that doesn't fit this character at all. You mean Kevin James, right? You mean Kevin no. James, the bigger guy? No, I mean the waiter. American Beauty, Kevin Spacey. No, oh. not Kevin Spacey. Sorry, um, the the waiter, da- the, the vegan waiter. Oh, David Spade. David Spade. Sorry, yeah. my bad. That's okay. I was like Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, well, would not have, <laughs> would not have fit with Kevin Spacey either. But right, right. Uh, I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> I don't think Maybe. So. <laughs> we'll give him a shot in the remake when that happens. Of course, I don't his, think he's uh, going to be in any movie anytime yeah, his soon. Yeah, star so. power is not what it used to be. Yeah. Is it safe to say that Jonah Hill is the biggest, um, probably, if you're talking 2020, he probably came out of this as the, I mean, he's been in, you know. Yeah, but Jonah Hill is also not in, not in a lot of big stuff. Yeah. Since Superbad. Superbad was his big one. And oh, then, I beg to differ. Moneyball? Yeah, Moneyball was critically acclaimed. It wasn't um, a big movie. Wolf of Wall Street? That was another one I was going to say, but um, he he's was not in, the lead. He, well, yeah. yeah. Django Unchained. Was he in that? Um, Jonah Hill? He was one of the 
Ku Klux Klan guys. Oh, he, he's oh, he's not in it long. Oh no, but he was also in um, uh, Hail Caesar, which is another Coen Brothers movie. I and again, seen that again one. it's not much, but I, I now twenty two Jump Street I, or twenty four twenty one Jump Street. Those oh, were two yeah, that he yeah. was in, and those yeah. were he was good in those. I never saw those, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, as far as um, career wise, he's probably he's probably the the guy that's number one coming out of grandma's boy. Oh yeah. Bro- oh, yeah, yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. Especially like, well, cause all the other, those other guys, Rob Schneider and David Spade and all of them, they all kind of stick together a yeah. little bit. They're all kind of in the same movies together, but yeah, Jonah Hill is kind of all over the, not all over the place, but like he broke off and did his own. He's doing his own stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not tied to just Adam <laughs> Sandler movies. That's right. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I don't know. I never, I never thought of him as a, um, one of the great actors out there. But um, he keeps getting hired. So yeah, people like him. I like him a lot, actually. I think Super Bad's one of my favorite comedies as mm-hmm. well. I love that. But that may have just been my era. I mean, I was right. in high school basically mm-hmm. when that movie come out, came out. So maybe I relate to it more than than some. But for sure, for sure. I don't laugh at the kids so much as I do um, the cops. The cops, yeah, cops are great. The, and those Bill Hader and uh, Seth Rogen are always going to make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen has some really good ones, but some real iffy ones as well. Yeah. He's kind of uh, a hit or miss in my book. I think a lot of people got tired of him. Yeah, he wasn't a lot. He he pushed out a lot of movies there for a little bit. Yeah. Well, we got anything else? I, I think so. Yeah, I don't know how long we've been going, but uh, I've, I've, I think I've uh, exhausted my notes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've asked all my questions. Yeah, there no, you go. that's good. We talked about it for uh, about an hour and ten minutes, so nope. a nice. good amount of time to talk about uh, an hour and a half movie. So, oh, this movie's got an original, original track called "Grandma's Boy," doesn't it? In the credits? It, it does. And I listened to it really for the first time today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a song. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think I had that same thought. It does, last a, time it I does a good job <laughs> of, of recapping, um, you know, some of the scenes in the movie. Um, but yeah, it's. it's uh, it, it's a song called Grandma's Boy, <laughs> and uh, they play it in the end credits. That's right. I thought there was something that happened in the end credits, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, no, they just play the song. Oh, I think the screen goes black, and then and then Dante yells something. Okay, and that's yeah. it. But anyway, yeah, I think it's a good movie. It has a good ending. I think. Yeah. Like I talked about a little bit earlier, I like the way it, it wraps up. Right. Um, was good, which some comedies don't. Yeah, they don't sure. know how to wrap up a movie, but it was a good, funny way of ending it. They yeah, do the six months later, you know, he's he's got his own demonics. Uh, it's an actual game been yeah. released. Yeah, he and Samantha are still friendly, and mm-hmm. and um, and now he's the proud owner of an elephant. Could have been JP with robot legs. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> you don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Say doesn't it. show it. Yeah. Um, well, do we just want to do grades here? And oh, okay, grades. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you so guys grades. go first, though, because I'm not completely sure what I'm getting into. It's just uh, right. a one out of five. Okay. One, 
No. One star to five star, and you can do half you stars. You can only say whole numbers. You can say half stars if you want. Okay. You should definitely do whole numbers. You can't go into three quarters or... Nope, you can't. All right. I mean, if you really want to, you can do whatever you want. You can say eight out of five if you want, but I'm not going to confine you to my rating system. Okay. <laughs> but usually we do one out of five, and I do half stars. Trevor will not. He refuses. I only do whole stars. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll let, uh, Trevor start off and you don't really have, if you want to explain it, you can, but you don't have to, I mean, we've talked about it for a while, so you don't have to, I think I'd say subjectively, uh, probably a four out of five, but personally like a five out of five, I could watch this movie every day. It is so funny. You did tell me that. Yes. (laughs) Leading up to it. Leading up to it. You were like, I could watch this movie every day and like it. And I said, I don't know any movie I could watch every day. That's where you I and did, I, that's where you and I differ. I did watch Star Wars every day for a very long time, but I can't even do that anymore. Do you want to talk about it? No. This is not the time or the place. Nope. So I don't want to steal Trevor's answer, but I I, <laughs> I kind of feel the same way that um if five stars is Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. and one star is Pluto Nash. You guys don't know nope. what I'm talking nope. about. Um <laughs> I, it would be an insult to these great movies if I gave it five stars. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's why I said comedies are at a weird spot. They are at a weird spot. It's yeah. hard to rate a comedy a five out of five because it's you're putting it up against fantastic movies that have phenomenal acting, screenplay, directing, score, and it's hard to it's hard to match those up. And I know I know it's got flaws and. Um, you know, I, I know it's I know it's never going to be considered <laughs> a great movie, but um, you know, just as far as pure entertainment, I've probably recommended this movie more to, than anyone, pretty much anyone, and uh, therefore I give it four stars. Rock on, sweet with the with five in my own personal vault. There you go. Hey. That's why you have a personal vault. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I'm at, uh, I rated it three and a half when I first watched it. That's probably about where I have it. And that's where I have most comedies is in between two and a half to three and a half. So it's not a slide on, on this one at all. So, um, yeah, three and a half. I really like it. I thought it was really funny. Um, but it didn't, didn't have anything extra to make me like to make it outside of just a comedy. Like the King of Staten Island had something more weight Mm -hmm. to it. Sure. And that's what made me put it at a four. Um, whereas this is just a, just a comedy, not just make it, that's not a just slide. A I'm comedy. sorry, but, uh, yeah, I really liked it and I'll watch, I would definitely watch it again too. Yeah. Cause Do you want to watch it tonight? No. Right after this? I'm just curious. Did Tristan watch it? No. No. Okay. There are, there are, that's one thing I do to say is I don't know if everyone would like it. I'm right. surprised that you, everyone you've told to watch it has liked it. Well, I, I, I'm selective. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, is like I know people that would watch this and think it's the dumbest crap in the world. And right. To me, that's how comedies are. Like, comedies are so subjective on what people find funny, and so it's hard to, it's hard to recommend comedies, in my opinion, because you just, you don't know. Like, would, everyone... Would just, Grandpa Knapp like it? <laughs> Probably. I believe he would. I feel like he likes a lot of things that I... I remember when I found out he really liked Rocky Picture or Rocky yes. Horror Picture Show. Yes, Wait, and I was like, "What? <laughs> this? He's got it. He's got it on DVD. Yeah. I know. I bought it for him. 
that is that is a head scratcher, man. <laughs> right. Gun smoke. Yeah, I, I think I think he would laugh at a lot. I th- yeah, I think so too. He has a, I think he has a good sense of year. humor. <laughs> to get him to watch Grandma's Boy. Yes. <laughs> it ta- let's face well, he doesn't it, move from his chair, so it should be pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, it, does, it it's pretty low brow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's not above low brow. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, grandma Def- nap on the other hand might be. A different oh story. yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that would work work out well at all. No. Well, I think she would like it. You think so? No, I don't. Okay, know. I'm like I. I don't see her liking. I'm telling a single you guys, joke. it has more cussing than you think. It's it is loaded. Oh, I totally. I look past language by now because I right. watch just about anything, and I so it's it I. There can be cussing in every single sentence, and I won't realize it. Doesn't phase you, yeah. I'm just I, too used to it. I feel like whiplash is like the threshold for me. Like whiplash has so much in it. Yeah. That like something like this, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's just there. <laughs> yeah. And it's different when it's a uh, comedic language. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't feel as like uh, heavy. It's Whereas heavy. whiplash, it's aggressively yelling at you and like demeaning you in its language. Yes. And so it feels stronger, and it's. So maybe that's why I don't notice it as much in this one. Right, right. Because um, I've also had other people tell me, like, oh, I started watching this movie and I couldn't finish it because it had too much language. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't even notice that it had language <laughs> in it. Right. Like, I knew that it had cuss words, but not that it was anything egregious. So. Sure, sure. Uh, well, you we got, I mean, I'm two five stars, basically, but four stars out of, um, I don't know, critically, but then five stars personally. And then I combine mine together. Okay. I, don't, I don't do two scores usually. Oh. So just three and a half on my end. So that's uh, that's Grandma's Boy. Um, and I thank Adam for coming in. Um, well, he thank said, you. He said he was, uh, if he was going to come on, he wanted to do Grandma's Boy. I or he said, I... if I'm going to do Grandma's Boy, I have to invite him. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've uh, I've listened to most of these podcasts and I really enjoy them. And uh, I've been waiting for this day, man. <laughs> uh, we we usually do new movies, and so it's it's yeah. hard to get people to to watch a movie the same that same weekend, right? Because most right. people, especially right now with with COVID and stuff, sure, most people aren't going to the theaters. So it's usually just been uh, me and Trevor and Tristan nailing down these new movies. That's but, right. Getting um, after it. We definitely love having all all sorts of different guests on, so you will definitely be invited on again all whenever right. you see uh, <laughs> a new movie um, that you're interested in. Well, we can definitely get you on. I'm excited. Good. And by the way, what a marvelous shirt! Wearing a, <laughs> he's got Jaws on. Wearing a Jaws shirt. Yeah, he's classic. in the October um, it's spooky month. Yeah, it's spooky yeah. month. He's ready. That's right. This, this movie poster, and this is the the shark getting ready to eat the woman mm-hmm. it's a famous yeah, oh yeah for sure it's still it's still kind of freaks me out really at it. yeah just the size of uh do you like gas when you see it yourself in the mirror accidentally you're like ah <laughs> didn't expect that almost <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm beyond that now but <laughs> it took me a few years oh good i was like six years old when that movie came out so yikes yeah, yeah. but that's another podcast yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is spooky month, so maybe we can get a Jaws in. You know. Oh yeah, you're doing horror movies this month. I am doing yeah. horror movies this month. I don't know when this is episode's going to come out, so I don't know exactly which horror movies we've done by now. But um, yeah, I plan to do. 
hopefully at least like six horror movies this month. Okay. And at tops, they could go up to like ten, just depending on how many people want to want to come in and do some episodes. Yeah. So can we quickly? I want to hear what you guys' favorite horror movie is. Yeah, go for My, it. Mine's, mine's The Shining. Uh, oh, my, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great pick. Mine is actually I, I don't remember who it's by, but it's it's Ghost, but not the one from the nineties. Okay. It's like an older like nineteen forties <laughs> or nineteen fifties movie. This, this wasn't Ghost Dad, was it? No, With no. Bill Cosby. Wonder, uh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it is. It was on a like. Uh, we got this set of like older horror movies. And they were all like from like the 1900s, and they were like it was like a uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead was on there. I buried the living, which is also another great one. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find the date that this one came out at. Uh oh, this is gonna be real hard. <laughs> 1940s ghost movies. Let's have Easton. Yeah, yeah, I can go for fill it. in the space here. Yeah, it's a. Sure. Uh, I think mine has to be hereditary. I know it's an unpopular opinion with my uh, practical co-host over here, hmm. but uh, uh, that came out. It's a recent horror movie, but I absolutely love it. If I'm going classics, probably Psycho, um, and The Shining is one of my also highest ratings. So, um, but I have quite a few horror movies up here, uh, like Cabin in the Woods or It Follows. Cabin in the Woods is almost a comedy, so I, I don't like putting that one in there, but. Right. It Falls is another recent one that I was in love with. So I've, I have a few. I, uh, I need to watch more classics, though. I rewatched Psycho this year, actually. Yeah. Um, really, really good. I yeah. mean, it really stands up. And I've never seen... There's five Hitchcock movies, I feel like... Are like his staples. Yes. Yeah. Psycho, North by Northwest, Rear Window, The Birds, and um, what's the fifth one? Um um, uh, what is the fifth one? I mean, I could look it up. The birds. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to bog us down here, but I feel like those five, and I've never seen. I've never seen a Hitchcock movie outside of those five. House on Haunted Hill is another good one. That's a TV show. No, it, it's, oh, it's oh, a movie you mean too. okay? Yeah, it's, it's you meant Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Strangers a, on a Train, a maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I can find it. I'll find it one day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but I'm also very new to the horror genre. I grew up never watching a horror movie until I was 20. Um, my parents were very anti horror movie. They thought they were demonic and from the devil basically. So didn't get to watch them growing up. And I also didn't really want to because they scared the living heck out of me. But then I got old enough and I was. So have you seen Dr. Sleep? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was anywhere near as, as good as The Shining. I thought I had good parts, but. I, th- I think they did just about as good of a job as they, as they could, could have. have. Especially being a sequel. 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, fit being 40 years, they at least played that into the story. Right. But I thought they added some really weird stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the, in the books or anything. Okay. I don't either. So they may be adding stuff in there that's already in the lore that I just didn't know. But just watching The Shining and then watching yeah. that, it was very... Yeah, they're different. There's a lot of ver- extra stuff in there that explains stuff that I kind of liked that wasn't explained in The Shining. So, but yeah, Shining was is one of my favorites. Probably my favorite, second favorite classic. Hmm. 
because I got uh, I got Psycho as number one, but yeah, yeah. Shining. There you go. Technically, upgrades a horror movie, but which is one of my favorite movies of all time. But it's not horror at all, so I don't want to count that. Um, The Exorcist is good. Yeah, did watch that recently. But yeah, we'll probably have both of you guys in for some horror movies. Awesome. Since I know he's excited because we're doing Jurassic Park. Yeah, I told him we had to wait to do Jurassic oh. Park for horror. I'm even repping. Where am I, Jurassic Park? Because that's the uh, year you were born. Yeah, that's probably why I love it so much. That's what that movie scared the heck out of me as a kid, so that's why I pushed it back to horror. Because mm. made me scared it's, of dinosaurs. It's, I would say that's a, it's a horror movie. It's got some when I was scary that came out when it. I was really young too. Yeah, so. And, uh, you know, for a movie that relies so much on special effects, I'd, I'd say it holds up pretty well. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. That's just Spielberg for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we can go ahead and end it. We've just been kind of talking a little bit about the <laughs> movies here at the end. Um, but, yeah, uh, you got our, our gradings on Grandma's Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe kind of a sneak peek into some of the movies that we might do for the horror movie. I don't know what we're calling it, but horror movie marathon. podcast or whatever so um thanks for listening to all of you who uh made it this far um if you're listening on apple Podcasts, uh please rate and review so when people search the new movies that come out we pop up um and if you're on twitter or facebook or instagram make sure to follow us uh at couch critics pod or on facebook it's just couch critics and share it so other people that are planning to go see a movie in theaters can uh listen to see what we say and Maybe that'll dictate whether or not they go to the movie. For sure. Or if you're like me, you go and watch a movie and you want to talk about it for five days in a row, uh, this is kind of a cool outlet to be able to hear some other opinions about a movie you watch. So, I was like, you look like you had something you want to say Yeah, I was just going to say you can follow us personally at Easton Moore 4 IV. Yep. And then you can follow me at Tinglanders Burke. You can follow Adam at Real Adam Knapp, right? That's your Twitter handle? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a documentary fan, you can go watch one of his works That's on right. Amazon Prime. Out here in Kansas. Out 30 here in minutes Kansas. free to Amazon Prime subscribers. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, that'll be all do it. So thank you guys and see you next week.